0: Ali
1: Shomali, uh, who is going to speak to you guys about the message of the Shira for British society as a whole for non-Muslims. So I would like to call upon Dr. Shira, Ali Shomali. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. It's a great pleasure to be here for the fourth time, alhamdulillah, four successive years we have received kind invitation from my dear brother Mufti Farooq, a man that I respect a lot for his knowledge, for his services to the community and for his open heart and mind. So Alhamdulillah this is the fourth year that we come together in this place of worship, in this place of serving Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his people and I pray that inshallah this will just continue and expand and never inshallah stops. Before I start my main talk when I was listening to the translation of the previous speech uh, unfortunately I don't know Urdu so I relied on the translation and I was very happy with the message And just an idea came to my mind about this famous hadith of Prophet Muhammad about the Ummah of the Prophet becoming divided into 73 groups and one group is Najiyah, is the one which is going to be saved and the other 72, no. Of course, uh, our greatest scholars have lots of discussion about this hadith, about its uh, chain of narration, about its content. But just something came to my mind that
0: maybe one way of looking at this hadith is that
1: we would have different sects, different firqah in Islam.
0: As long as this is a matter of differences of opinion, this is okay. But if people who belong to these sects become sectarian, and that is by putting their sects above God, above Islam, and not letting people who believe in God and Islam to have salvation because they don't belong to their sect, this sectarianism is rejected. We have this beautiful ayah here. <inaudible> you can belong to a sect, to a farqa, but you cannot be dividing the ummah. So, from every sect of Islam, from every school of Islam, there are people that because of their sects, they don't go to heaven. And from each sect, there is a new group. That they belong to the Ummah and they are pro-unity. They can be Sunni, Shia. They can be Hanafi, they can be Maliki, Hanbali, Sufi, whatever you call. But if you don't have sectarian mentality, you are Ferghi Nagy. Okay, now let's go to my main talk. Last year, I talked about something that... I think can be very helpful in a study of Islam and that was an idea that Alhamdulillah had come to my mind in Miladun Nabi last year and the idea was for Muslim and non-Muslims to be able to understand what is the core message of Islam it's not enough to just take some verses of the Quran and say this is what Islam says. For example, a verse which is revealed in the time of peace or a verse which is revealed in the time of war. None of these two verses can be taken as the core message of Islam. What we need is to have holistic but also a structured understanding of Islam. Not just holistic, because it's not enough to put everything together if you don't know how to prioritize. So we need systematic understanding of Islam, which means that it has to be holistic and it has to be structured and organized. So when you want to build a system of thought based on the Qur'an, What would be your main principles? What would be foundation? What would be something that gives you interpretation of other things? I suggested last year that among the most fundamental verses of the Qur'an, we have to refer to those verses that talk about Rasal about mission of the Prophet Any verse that is talking about the mission of the Prophet <laughs> is of high importance And under the light of those verses you have to understand what Rasulullah actually delivered If he send someone for a mission for 23 years. Over these 20 years, we have to communicate different things. Maybe he faces some problem in the community. Maybe he faces difficulties, troubles. Maybe he becomes ill. Maybe, like Nuh salam, he has to make a sheep and does carpentry. <laughs> but this doesn't mean that we have sent Nuh for carpentry or we have sent him to deal with troublemakers we have to see what was mentioned in the mission statement. Those things that were listed in the mission statement are the most important things that you have to always remember and understand anything else in the light of those things. Therefore, for us, it's very important to give special attention to the verses about Rasala, mission of the Prophet. Plus, it's very important to refer to those verses that talk about the character of this messenger. More than those verses, we talk about what this prophet had to do as an action. Because action should be always understood based on the context. Based on the requirements of time and space. But character is universal. For example... In courses on moral philosophy, you know, sometimes I say this example. I say, a time may come that you should not tell the truth. If by telling the truth you can endanger an innocent life, you keep silent. You don't tell the truth because an innocent person might be losing his life. So, telling truth is not always. An obligation. Even sometimes, obligation is to keep silent. But to be truthful as a trait of character is always needed. You may be a truthful person, but sometimes keep silent. But you may be a person who is not truthful even if you tell the truth. <laughs> they tell the truth but they are liars but the truthful person may sometimes not tell the truth so we need to talk about the character of the prophet and we need to talk about the message of the prophet as explained in his mission statement and then in the light of these two, understand the seerah of the Prophet and the sharia of the Prophet. It's very important. So, let us reflect on some verses of the Qur'an in Surah Al-Ahzab. We don't have time to discuss all the verses about Rasala. But these famous verses. So it's exactly what we want. A verse which is talking why Allah sent the Prophet. It's a very important verse. Like, That is very important verse. Allah says, O Messenger, O Prophet, this is. What we expect from you This is what we have defined This is what we have seen in you That you are able to deliver First of all You are Shahid You are a witness This is a very important concept in the Quran You know that Allah has For every generation Has a witness And on the day of judgment He is going to bring these witnesses مِنْ كُلَّ أُمَّةً Allah is going to bring all these witnesses. What is this witness doing? Is he just talking? No. His entire personality is a witness, his character is a witness, his actions. His speech and his silence, even the way he looks at people, even the way he listens to people, even the way he walks on the street, all gives lessons to people. And people have to check themselves how much they follow this standard. So Rasulullah is shahidan. He is a mirror for what he teaches I think it was lady aisha that when she was asked about the prophet she said very beautifully Kana the prophet was not just reciting the quran the prophet was not just teaching the quran the prophet was an embodiment of the quran and this is why quran says not unzila ilayhe. Although it is correct to say unzila ilayhe. But the Prophet is so close to the Qur'an that Allah says unzila ma'ahu. The Prophet is not someone who is lacking nur and then Allah has just given him nur. The Prophet himself is a source of nur and he has been given nur. And this is why we later say Sirajan munira. So who is a good Muslim? The one who just is claiming or pretending to be a Muslim? Or the one who like the Prophet is an embodiment of Islamic teachings? We are not a good Muslim unless when people see us They can see in us at least fragrance of the Prophet. If we are not a rose flower, at least we should smell like rose. At least the perfume of the Prophet should come from what we say and what we do. So, Shahidan. Wa Mubashir. The Prophet is a Mubashir. The Prophet is to give people good news. The Prophet is to give people hope. But unfortunately, there are people who don't take this seriously unless you give them warning. So, Wannadeeran. So he is Mubashir, but at the same time, Wannadeeran. Then, ilallahi bi And this is very important, I will come back to this. It's very, very important. ilallahi What does it mean? And inshallah, this will be my gift for today to my brothers and sisters. We come back to this point. Munira, The Prophet is siraj But not a Siraj which is now switched off. Not a Siraj that sometimes gives light, sometimes doesn't give light. For example, during the day when there is enough light, you switch off your light. In the night, you switch on the light. No, the Prophet is a Siraj which 24 hours, 7 days a week is giving light. Sirajan and Munira, why he is able to give always light? What is the secret? The Quran explains what's the secret. The secret is because Allah is constantly sending salutations to him. Inna Allah <laughs> Allah, along with his angels, constantly sends salutations to the Prophet. This gives him salawat. This salawat gives him nur. Why? Because he says, If anyone is receiving salutations from Allah and angels, he would be moving towards light. And if this is constantly being done, he becomes a source of light. So he's Sirajah Munir. And then again Allah says, al Mu'mineen. Beshara is very important. You cannot attract people towards Islam by just frightening them. We have to invest more on spreading the good news. And warning is for criminals. If you want to attract people to stud- uh, students to the school, it should be with love. We have in Farsi this poem. You say, Dars-e-Muallim garbuvat zemzemeyy mahabbati. Dars-e-Muallim garbuvat zemzemeyy mahabbati. Jum be maktaba varad tefle para. If Mu'allim is giving love, even a child who always runs away from school on Jummah, which is a holiday, comes to the school. To see maybe the teacher is in the school. <laughs> Let me see in Jummah, has he come to the school for something so that I can see him. This is if the teacher is giving love. <laughs> My dear brothers and sisters who are practicing Islam, who are committed to true Islam, who are committed to the message of love and sacrifice of Islam, you don't know how much Allah is going to honor you, how much Allah is going to give you. بَأَنَّ لَهُمْ مِنَ اللَّهِ If Allah says something is fazl, it is not like me and you doing something for each other and say this was a favor. When Allah says something is fazl, and then He says it is fazl and No mu'min would be seeing what Allah gives him in heaven unless he will be totally surprised and shocked. Oh Allah, I don't deserve this. How much you are giving to me? So you have great position in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just make sure that inshallah you preserve your iman, you preserve your commitment. And then Allah says, وَلَا This is the mission statement. Look at this. It's very important. Unfortunately, we didn't get the message. In the mission statement, the Prophet doesn't say, جَاهِدِ الْكُفَارَ وَالْمُنَافِقِينَ This is not mission statement. In mission statement, it says, لَا the prophet didn't come to fight the prophet came and Allah said don't obey them do your own work even if they trouble even you don't need as much as possible to react don't let them provoke you focus on your work unfortunately some of us looks like we are looking for people to challenge us and then we fight them like that person who was following follower of Musa, a.s. That every day he was finding him fighting with someone. We don't want to be like that. Even if someone wants to fight you, say, I have something more important. I don't let you distract me from my work. I am a teacher. I am a doctor. Why do you want to keep me fighting with you? And if he doesn't let you go to the school... If he doesn't let you to see the patience, then that's the time that you have to defend yourself. But you are a doctor, you are a teacher, Rasulullah is a Muallim, he's a tabib, he's not a warrior. Although he had some time to defend himself. Nuh was not a Najjar, but he had some time to make them cheap. So what is in the statement is, لا الكفار والمنافق. That's the principle. That's the strategy. although tactically, sometimes we may need to do other things. What the other even if they annoy you, as long as this is not stopping your function, let it go. marru you don't need to fight in every battle. Don't let people to waste your energy and take you away from your serious mission. Wa Allah. Put your trust in Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala and Allah is sufficient. Okay, now let's go back to da'iyan ila Allah and finish my talk. What does it mean da'iyan ila Allah bi Maybe we need one conference on this. What we are supposed to do in our da'wah. It's very important. According to the Quran, da'wah should be inviting people to Allah and not to me. We should invite people to Allah. Imam Khomeini used to say, if 124,000 prophets, they all live together, they would have no fight. They would be maximum unity, there would be maximum unity among them. 124,000 prophets. Why? Because none of them invited people to himself, they invited people to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Adu Allah not nafsi We have to call people towards Allah. It can be when He comes closer to me or He doesn't come closer to me. The main thing is that he should get closer to Allah. If I as a Shia And you as a Sunni, we help Muslims from other schools of Islam in their relation with Allah. Isn't this a sacred mission? Or I have to convert him and then I say, okay, I have done something. If I help my Sunni children, my Sunni young members of community... To get closer to Islam, to know more about their fiqh, to practice more. They go to mosque more. Isn't this a mission for me as a Shia scholar? And if we Muslims help Christians and Jews in their relation with God, so that instead of stopping to go to church or synagogue and going, you know, just to become atheists, if we can help them to move towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... Isn't this a sacred mission? We have our identity. We are proud of our identity, but our identity has value as long as helps us moving towards Allah Subhanahu Taala. If that identity is going to replace Allah Subhanahu Taala, this is nna aladina This is shirk. Only Allah matters and then everyone has find the best way to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i should help everyone to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i should appreciate every person who is working in this world to spread name of Allah if Allah is remembered That's the main thing Then inshallah when that heart is connected to Allah Allah knows what to do with that heart First connect people to Allah You know we have in our mystical literature A story I don't know how true it is that a story But sometimes these are inspirational stories It is said that there was an idol worshipper who always worshipped idols. And he used to have his own zikr, his own invocations. Ya Sanam. Ya Sanam. Sanam means idol. Once mistakenly he said Ya Samat. Allah said Labbayk. Allah is looking for excuse to take the hand of people and unfortunately some of us look for excuse to keep people away from God As a servant of God you should be more than happy more people go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let me ask you one question if you have a great personality in your life a teacher, a muallim, a peer, a murad, whatever. You love him very much. And now he has come to Birmingham. And you want more people see him. You want more people benefit from him. What do you do? Would you keep him for yourself only say it's better not to say anyone that he is here because if other people come then i have less time with him let me have monopoly over him i keep it for myself or i only tell my very close friends that he is here i don't want any other people for example imagine let's go one level more higher if Rasulullah was here are you going to hide him in your own mosque I only show Rasulullah to people at my mosque. Or I only let other Muslims come, but I never let Christians to come and see Rasulullah. Or you would go instead everywhere in the town and try to take people's hand to come and see Rasulullah in your place. Because you think you just need to connect them to Rasulullah. You don't say, you can come and see Rasulullah, but first you have to say shahadatin. If you don't say shahadatin, I don't let you see Rasulullah. Or if you are a Muslim from another sect, if you don't distance yourself from your sect and accept my sect, I don't let you to see Rasulullah. No. If you really know Rasulullah, if you really love Rasulullah, if you know that he belongs to everyone, you don't put conditions for people. You say to people, whatever you believe is between you and Allah, and you have to answer to Allah, it's not my business. Can I help you to see Rasulullah? And if there is no enough space, you remain outside. You remain next to the door and let other people see Rasulullah. Because you know Rasulullah's love for you is not reduced by distance. They say, let other people get closer to him. I am not important, but we want to stand next to Rasulullah, we want to decide on behalf of Rasulullah who is going to meet, who is not he should meet. This is not fair. So think about it, da'wah should be as long as there is a little ego. This is not da'awa il Allah. If there is ego, it's not da'a Allah. It's da'wa il nafs. Whether this is personal ego, is it tribal ego? It's racist ego, it's sectarian ego, it's ego. Da'wah should be allah But Rasulullah's da'wah is different from our da'wah. That's the last point. Everyone can call people towards God. But, when you call people towards God, success is not guaranteed. I may call people towards God, and then, I cannot say this person certainly is going to reach destination because i myself have not reached the destination and even if someone has reached destination it doesn't guarantee that he can take people with him but we have people that allah has appointed to go back to people this is the journey that mystics say that after you're reaching haq, then you go back to people to take people towards haq So Allah has people that sends them to take people towards him It's very different. You know someone comes to me and says Shaykh. I want to see Mufti Faruq. Where is his address? If I know that he doesn't mind I can give the address But this doesn't mean that he would open his door to him. He may not open his door to him. If I give Allah's address, it doesn't mean that he would reach Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and would be maximum nearness with Allah. But if Rasulullah, if Rasulullah takes people towards the door of Allah, the door before he arrives is open. Why? Because he is dying and Allah bi Allah has sent him to find people and bring to me. Is it possible that Allah sent someone to bring people to me? And then he says, I don't want to see them? This is also the concept of shafa'ah. bi <inaudible> There are people who are permitted to do shafa'ah. Many people are not permitted to do shafa'ah, And even if they do shafa'ah shafa'ah is not going to work. But, thank you, I am finished. But those who are given permission, those who have izn, it's impossible that their shafa'a will be rejected. Is Qur'an shafa'a going to be rejected? Rasulullah said -hmm. Quran Shafaa is not going to be rejected Don't worry about Quran Shafaa for you being rejected Just worry whether you get the Shafaa of Quran or not Don't worry about Shafaa of the Prophet being rejected or not Worry about receiving Shafaa of the Prophet Rasulullah is the one who calls people towards Allah and has authorization from Allah. Da'iyan ila Allah bi This is Rasulullah. Just make sure that Rasulullah accepts you. If Rasulullah accepts you, Allah accepts you. This is my message. And I don't think Rasulullah would accept anyone who is dividing his Ummah. I don't think Rasulullah would be pleased with anyone who is ruining the power, the beauty, the attraction of Islam by calling for (coughs) sectarianism, for separation, for division. If you work for unity, if you work for Allah to be the main, if you work for kalimatullah to, to be onlya, not your kalima, not your people's kalima, even not your sex kalima, only Allah's kalima to be onlya. If you sacrifice your comfort, if you overcome your emotions and go and work with people of other communities, other denominations, other religions, so that everyone goes towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this age that millions of people are going away from God altogether, not just away from Islam, not just away from Christianity. We have never had such high percentage of atheists in the world if you work for faith, if you work for values that Allah has prescribed humanity, inshallah, Rasulullah would be pleased with you. I thank again all of you for showing your dedication to the message of the Prophet, but with such beautiful understanding of the need for unity, for being open in our heart, in our mind, and I pray that inshallah, all of you will prosper in every matter, in every affair of your life, inshallah, worthy, but more importantly, inshallah, in your journey towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Thank you very much. <laughs> ...en maar dat